Hey guys, Cable here, and uh, just FYI, we had a bad snowstorm last week in North Texas, and so the video, uh, audio video quality of this interview with SCI's Director of Government Affairs, Ben Cassidy, a little sketchy at points, I mean, just like sometimes words just glitched out, so uh, apologies for that, it was something out of our control, and something we didn't even realize until after we were done taping, so... Uh, you should be able to to sort through it. Uh, I went back and listened to it all, and it's not unbearable. So uh, apologies for that minor inconvenience, but thanks for tuning in to uh, this episode of Campfire Conversations. Well, Ben, welcome back to the show, man. Always great to visit with you. Yeah, man. Wish it was in person. Wish that we'd connected while we were in Vegas. I know it was a crazy maelstrom, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you were you were running around putting out all kinds of fires. So having fun on Media Row. And- out interviews and, and visiting with all kinds of folks so uh, it was my first at the i convention and the uh the 50th anniversary didn't disappoint awesome i'm glad glad to hear that you know a lot of time and effort went into it especially not having one last year it was good to just bring it all together for the biggest bash that we could throw together um had an awesome time out there obviously i still have my background up i can't get enough of it <laughs> yeah i love it and you're wearing a, a shirt on and I'm wearing a t-shirt, so I feel a little underdressed for this appointment. <laughs> well, to be fair, I dressed up for my earlier meeting on the Hill, but uh-huh. <laughs> I always want to look good for for Cable and all of your awesome followers. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got Congress in session right now. Um, they're busy with their bad ideas. They're working on this big competes act, you know, just being competitive as a country post-pandemic. But naturally, you've got... Um, some of the Democrats in the House slipping in um, some language that is actually of concern to hunters. Um, There's some language that would amend, you know, the Lacey Act. And most concerning for hunters would be the amount of extra power that it would give uh, to the Secretary of the Interior, uh, where, you know, she or he in the future, you know, would um, be able to shut down uh, importation of some non-native species, um, shut it down without any sort of comment period for three years while just harm was defined. And then secretary would have the power to create a whitelist where they could put together different species that they've deemed harmful. Um, So naturally you could see where if it was the wrong person in that seat with that kind of power, you can go in a terrible direction for hunters. So we're really concerned on that. And and we're really working hard right now to, to make sure that this does not see the light of day with law. Um, can't hold my breath on, you know, what, what kind of species are being for this or would be possibly you cut out for a second there. So, yeah, sorry. The, it's a little bad. I think that you're going through an ice storm right now on the connection. I know, uh, but uh, it would be it would be non-natives. And I, I mean, and she could just close it down. in Texas, we have tons of. Species. Exactly. So we're trying to get a read on if it actually goes into to those, you know, um, but it's just the principle of the matter, which is giving way too much, you know, unchecked power without public input to one person um, who's, you know, politically appointed 
not necessarily doing what's right for conservation. So it's one of those slippery slopes, um, something to be you know concerned about and something that you know that SCI is going to be fully fighting against with our partners. The Senate also has their version of the bill that does not include this. Um, it's completely ungermane, has nothing to do with the larger bill. I think on that fact alone, it should be stripped out. But we also need to make a point that this is just bad policy. Yeah. Well, that's that's certainly interesting, especially Exxon's perspective with all of the exotic game that we hunt here. Um, that's, that's that's thriving over there and not thriving, you know, in its native habitat, right? Yeah. Yeah, my buddy just shot a, a scimitar horned oryx down in South Texas. Yeah, and uh, you think about oryx, scimitar horned oryx in Texas than there is anywhere else in the world. Uh, pretty yeah. distinct in their native northern Africa. Right, it's wild and thriving there. Hopefully, they're all going to do well through your weather that you're having right now. I know that they're, they're not yeah. used to big ice storms. <laughs> well, last year when we had. Snowmageddon with a lot of black buck. That was the species that that really. I mean, you look at a black buck. Um, maybe a, a mature male weighs ram weighs eighty, and they come from India, a place where it's hot and humid, and that's why they do Texas, right? But when you have a an extended weather event like that, I mean, yeah. some some people have said we lost as many as fifty percent of our state's black bucks. It was yeah. rough. Awful. They're worth a lot of money now if you have them. <laughs> <laughs> the gene pool, the strong survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, going back to the convention, I, I did read that we smashed records as far as fundraising is concerned. Yeah, it was tremendous. You know, we had really awesome attendance. You know, we we went beyond the last two shows combined for our paid attendees. And people came ready to, you know, support the mission. Um, and that was really seen in our auctions, you know, evening auctions, day auctions, you know, our values and percentages were, were through the roof for the day auctions, broke records, you know, during the night. I mean, just like on that one um, rifle alone on Saturday night went for about 300 K that's never happened before for a single action rifle, you know, at an SCI show. So yeah. that was, a, that was new a new height for us. Um, and then it was, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, things like on Friday night with, you know, Ed Byers, Medal of Honor recipient, surprising us and raffling off a rifle um, and that going for, you know, over 200 K. I mean, just tremendous. And then, yeah, people were, were, were ready to, to travel, ready to, to book their hunts. You know, our exhibitors were all thrilled with, you know, the business that they were doing. I heard a lot of them coming up saying it's the, the best show I've had in 10 years. And these are folks that have, been with us a very long time so it was just i mean just proof proof positive you know of us all getting back together just people having that that want to to be engaged again was incredible so just really excited about you know what we were able to do yeah i mean there was definitely a lot of energy in the convention hall i think that's obviously a lot of it comes from not having the convention last year uh, people haven't seen their their international friends and colleagues uh, so yeah, it was contagious. Everybody was excited. It was there was a great vibe. Oh, also ran into Tucker Carlson at the convention. Uh, heck of a nice guy. Very happy to take a photo or visit with you for a minute. I'm sure he had a, an incredibly uh, swamp schedule, but uh, very approachable. Nice dude. He's awesome, obviously, to listen to in his speech. But I got a chance to talk to him like briefly too on Friday, I think, or Saturday. Um, 
just a really interesting guy to have a conversation with. I mean, yeah. he doesn't, he's not lying when he's, you know, I just speak what's on my mind. Yeah. I have no filter. I'm totally at peace with what I believe in and I'm going to share it with you now. Um, <laughs> I mean, any, eventually we'll have posted the full speech uh, for our members to watch. Uh, but that was 37 minutes, right? Of unscripted, no teleprompter, just really well delivered though. Really love the way he delivered a lot of the messages about, you know, what it means to be a hunter, why we why we're, we need to be proud and upfront about who we are. Um, but he also talked about how he just doesn't like to spend time um, in rooms that are uh, drywalled. Um, he'd rather be, you know, have wood around him and how he trusts his sense of smell more than his sense of sight or or hearing and how he practices his sense of smell and getting back to his animal nature. It's like, well, that's really strange and awesome. <laughs> you know, I get it. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know how your that, conversation with him went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he talked about that a little too. He definitely had a bad bout, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my sense of smell hasn't been the same, uh, and it's been over a year. Um, yeah, I'm monitoring what's going on with the tr uh, the Freedom Convoy in Canada pretty yeah. closely with these truckers, because in the and here's why is because we unvaccinated people still hunt in Canada. And so if they make some headway, I mean, that could have a trickle down effect and possibly, I mean, from a self perspective, yeah, I want to go hunt in Canada, a community, an outdoor community perspective. I want those outfitters to start making a living. And I was talking with Glenn Wall of uh, Coastal Bear Hunting Adventures on Vancouver Island. He's lost essentially two entire blacks. Um, he said more than half of Americans or like me, hunters, not Americans, are yep. uh, have it processed to me and they don't want to get vaccinated. So they're not coming. And they're like, Glenn, we're sorry. Uh, we will come as your country will let us in. And, you know, that's why I think this, those truckers are, are doing the Lord's work, fighting for freedom, for personal, um, you know, personal choice. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, like there's always a problem when you have some sort of blanket, you know, mandate, right? I mean, when it, when it, when it's covering people that are trying to get as far away from other people as possible, you know, and into nature, I mean, that's yeah. a bad policy. Right. And it's, it's, I wish it's like a joking matter, but it hurts businesses, you know? So it's just the convoy is justified there. Needs to be vaccinated more than a trucker that's in a truck by themselves all day. Right. <laughs> spreading have COVID a point. to themselves. <laughs> um, okay, I do want to hit on a couple other things. The something that's kind of drawn my ire lately is I'm seeing all these reports coming out of Colorado of wolf killing livestock, and you know, you and I have talked to tell this huge charade that we went through where it was a ballot initiative. Let the general public decide on whether Colorado is going to reintroduce wolves. I don't know how many millions and millions of taxpayer dollars wasted trade to vote to species that's clearly already there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an ongoing issue. I mean, they opened a can of worms with that stupid ballot initiative uh, for the reintroduction of a species that's already already existing there. And it gets proven more and more as time goes on. Um, I mean, our, our biggest, you know, fight right now is to just make sure that there aren't conservation dollars that are just being sucked off and siphoned to this bad idea, right? When they should be going to actual real conservation on the ground um, as intended, um, not going towards bad ideas. 
I mean, yeah. that's something that's still taking shape um, and we're really engaged on. I'm really, I'm really bullish about just sportsmen's engagement in general in the state of Colorado. I've seen really good strides made um, with SCI, National, our chapters in Colorado, our partners there um, in coming together and presenting that unified voice. I'd like to see that in all 50 states, the way they're doing it in Colorado. I mean, going back to predators, you know, there's, there's language out there um, to shut down, you know, hunting and trapping of, of predators in the state, you know, like cougars and, and everything. Um, and uh, we've been really loud with our partners um, in opposition um, and it's, it's, it's having good effects. We saw one of the lead sponsors come off of the bill, try to disassociate seeing it as a live wire, um, realizing that it, it kind of kicked a hornet's nest. Um, so we're just going to keep driving on that until we can just kill the bill and not just for this bill, but just for the future too on, you know, you need to listen to the sportsman before you try to meddle with sound conservation. I agree hundred percent in it, but it seems to me like Colorado is dead California junior from their politicians and activist groups perspective. Like, Hey, uh, Colorado banned mountain lion hunting in 1994, I think it was. And then, you know, then they banned bear hunting with hound 2011 then two years ago, oh, can't kill a bobcat anymore. Not not just not hunt them with hounds. You can't even shoot one. Can't. They're protected as like some kind of sacred endangered uh, golden cow. It's ridiculous. It's a bobcat. And then, you know, you see the same type of bills come up in Colorado. So it's it's concerning to see that, you know, Boulder, Denver, through the rest of the state from a wildlife managed perspective. Um, but it is great to see what you alluded to, this and collectively coming together and saying hey we're not putting up with this crap we're the real yeah. conservationists we're the ones who fund the conservation we'll have skin in the game let us manage it yep just go on our instagram and see our i mean if you can right just go on our instagram and, and see you know the graphic that we put up on, on the different species that that sportsmen have saved that hunters have saved i mean it speaks for itself in a really you know dramatic image right there um and that just can't be denied. So once we are able to just bring the facts, you know, our arguments went out, but we have to be very vocal and united in that voice, you know, and I think that a real good yeah. example is being said in Colorado. Because it is a front of bad idea. There. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's a ton of bad ideas coming out of Colorado. Uh, the only stat I saw on that, uh, on that graphic that I was like, really? Um, it said 950,000 black. I would have thought we had more than that because black, the second most popular hunting like species that we have after white here if you if you're talking about the entire country um so i thought i, I don't know why i would have thought we had like millions of them but um i guess nine hundred fifty thousands of population that's the latest stat our scientists could pull but i'll take them to task on it for you i'll ask <laughs> but i think they're found in like every state except hawaii well, that's like De Deb Holland saying that she thinks that, you know, the grizzly is is going extinct because she didn't see any when she visited Yellowstone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Empirical evidence. <laughs> well, when I uh, when I hunted black bear in Montana up around Spell, uh, saw more grizzlies than I did black bear. There you go, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> and I just put elk in Wyoming with five guaranteed to draw. 
and um, we're definitely going to be going to uh, Grizzly Country. So I'll report back on. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That we see. I don't want to see him on this trip with a bow, but <laughs> I'm sure. Or an we'll elk have. on your back. <laughs> yeah. Look, here's some live bait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come get me. Yeah. <laughs> so the coalition, um, I have that here as a bullet point. Just talk briefly about how SCI is working with some partners uh, to collectively get together. And that, and that might be, you know, kind of going back to what's going on in Colorado. I think our, our, our community, I mean, having seen it in action, uh, the, the hunting, you know, angling community, very well organized. I mean, I think that we've done a really good job, you know, as a united front in D.C. through the American Wildlife Conservation Partnership. It's a loose coalition where we all come together and sign on to letters where we're all in agreement. I think there's a lot of awesome space for, you know, states to do it at the state level also. I think that, you know, here at SCI, we're in the best position we've been in to really kind of lead some of those charges and, you know, really help facilitate now that we have, you know, a really good state team in place. You know, we've got a Western state liaison and Eastern state liaison that are doing great work. I think some of that's shown in, you know, when we see, you know, that kind of coalition work coming together in Colorado. I mean, lots of people to give credit to outside of SCI, but really proud of, you know, the role that, that we're playing you know, in, in championing that hunter's voice and making it heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the way it is, there's fights everywhere. And the only way that we're going to do it is, you know, with strong partnerships. And I think that everyone's kind of on the same page there, kind of seeing, you know, where the battles lie. We don't really have an option to, for any of us to go it alone. Well, it's daunting. And to, and I think we said it wrong, probably Kate, if, when first, when social media first came about, like, I think everyone was kind of like, oh, we can do it on our own. From from individuals to organization, the amount of pressure that the antis keep putting on us is it's overwhelming. Just really, there's no way to fight a collective front um, opposing it. So it's great to see we have come to realization as an outdoor community. Yeah, totally agree. We're all um, issues, yeah. Well, that's pretty much all I had uh, for today. I appreciate your time as always. Convention, yeah. like I said, awesome. It's going to be in Nashville uh, February next year. Uh, so certainly looking forward to that as well. February 22nd to the 25th. Start making your reservations now. Omni is the official hotel. We'll be at the convention center there. It'll be a downtown takeover. Safari Club taking over. Going east. First time outside of Nevada. Awesome. Yeah. 50 years later. I'm going to get more are. sleep. I'm going to yeah. get more sleep because there's no casinos there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I think that Broadway makes it like basically replaces that, though, and keeps people have pretty you, awake. Have you ever been to uh, Fremont Street? Maybe. I've been all around Tennessee. I've been all around Nashville. No, no. In Vegas. Oh, ve no. Uh, oh, no. No. That's the, um, the old Vegas. Old Vegas, like right. Golden Nugget. Yeah. Um, my wife met me there Friday, Saturday night. We went out to eat and we went down and, uh, dude, that was, it was eye-opening. Really? It was like, not only did Coke never exist on Fremont Street, that was like, it, it was like uh, being in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Like, <laughs> insanity. But now I feel like I missed out and I've got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you definitely need to see Fremont Street. So uh, anyway, a lot of people watching over there. Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the time as always. Um, 
obviously fan of everything it's doing to protect our rights as hunters and uh, outdoor enthusiasts we appreciate it and i look forward to our next chat awesome cable anytime man always great to catch you up likewise times a year get stomped and fucked and then I ride enough I get muddy and bloody then I swear it off again